0: And welcome everybody, this is Man Up, Spiritual Aces for Men, podcast number 176. Hard to believe! And we're glad you're here, and this is the No Church Answers Tour. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas, so grab a globe, spin it around, boom! Really not sure where you ended up, but uh, go ahead, spin it around again, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston, southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. Still in the COVID quarantine, so we are in undisclosed, secret locations around Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey, and we feel that all men are leaders, you know, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community, but sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed spiritually, you know, spiritually recharged and that's why we're here so whether you found us on facebook uh soundcloud where we archive all of our podcasts apple podcasts or our website which is at www.man-up spiritualoasis.com or even pray.com we're glad that you're joining us what we do here is we basically take an ABF or adult Bible fellowship or a Sunday school lesson. We talk about it with our panel and we put a man spin on it, kind of updated and apply it to our own individual lives. And so what I wanted to do at this time, I want to go ahead and, uh, introduce our, uh, our panel and, uh, Starting off with uh, our producer, he's a world-class policy writer and a bit of a professional gambler. It is the producer, Mr. Steve Titch. All, All right, right,
1: Steve. And
0: we also have an attorney can't have do anything without a lawyer in this litigious society. Uh, he's an attorney, also a prosecutor. We call him the judge, and it's Michael Cropper.
2: Hi, yeah. Mike. hey, Mike. <laughs> and yeah. uh,
0: and a professional corporate trainer at a fortune not 500 company but a fortune 100 company we call him the professor that's robert koshu all right robert hey robert and uh my name is bill cox and i am basically a uh salesman uh director and uh the host of the man up so um we are in we use various publications and the particular one that we're using is a baptist way press called living in the spirit and its uh, subtitle is righteousness peace and joy uh and this is uh lesson number six and so we'll go around the room and uh have the fellows give a brief overview and start with uh mr steve titch
2: well thanks um we're going to pick right up where we left off last week. So if you if you want to get a little bit of more background to this uh, podcast, certainly after, you're, after we're done here, pop in and see our previous week's podcast, 175. We're going to pick up on uh, Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, uh, verses 5 through 11, where he's still discussing this idea of life in the spirit uh, versus life in the flesh. And often when we think of life in the flesh, especially in these days in in Christian churches, we tend to focus on truly the fleshy sins or fleshy problems. And by that, I mean, sex, booze, food, we're supposed to avoid that, or those are, those are harmful or sinful. And that's, that's only part of the picture. And certainly individually, uh, certain, certain things that aren't necessarily sinful. They're just sinful at certain times or certain contexts. But the idea of flesh here isn't purely, uh, you might say material, earthly, earthly indulgence. Uh, it's the connotation where it comes from in Greek is that it's general corruption or general, uh, self-absorbed rebellious behavior. Uh, and that is pitted against the idea of being controlled by the Holy Spirit and life in the Holy Spirit. And of course, as I said, it picks up from the idea of being liberated from the law, liberated from the checklist.
0: Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper.
1: Yeah, Bill. The, uh, thank you, Steve. That's good. Uh, good introduction. We're trying to answer and we're continually trying to, to, to look and say, who is the Holy Spirit? What is this purpose of the Holy Spirit? And why do we need the Holy Spirit? We try to deal with those issues all through our discussions here as we look through these lessons. Now, two lessons ago, I want to remind you, we read Acts 1.8. It's only one scripture. Uh, Jesus had arose from the dead, and he is bidding his apostles farewell. And Jesus commissions the apostles to go preach the gospel everywhere. And he stated that he would not leave alone, leave his apostles alone to do their do everything on their own. He said he would send the Holy Spirit to the apostles and disciples to give them power to be witnesses for him. Now, last week's lesson, we went further with that, and, and it's, it was Romans 8, 1 through 4, and the first verse in that says it all. It says, there is no condemnation who are in Christ Jesus that first verse, Paul goes into great detail to tell us that before Jesus and the Holy Spirit came, we served God according to the Mosaic law. And in fact, he refers to the law of the flesh. And he also refers to the law of the spirit, which had me somewhat confused. Why does he just not deal with the Holy Spirit itself instead of the law of the Holy Spirit or the law of the flesh? You just deal with the flesh like Steve mentioned earlier. Anyway, uh, the Mosaic Law, the Ten Commandments, many other laws which we can find in Leviticus were the laws by which man lived at that time before Jesus came before the Holy Spirit came. And all these laws had a purpose to point us to God the Father. Now, however, if you kept trying to obey God's laws back then, you may feel like it was a heavy burden and it was a failure and a great burden was on your back. Well, in Romans 7, before we begin Romans eight, of course, Paul explains to us that the difficulty of the struggles, even as a Christian, is extremely great. He had a tremendous time in uh, doing things what are right all the time and what are righteous. But in last week's lesson, again, Paul tells us that we have been set free of this, and once again, we are no longer condemned, if even if we sin as Christians, and we are in Christ Jesus. Uh, my final statement is Jesus came to help us fulfill the righteousness of the law. And then we will go into the, the different things and the comparisons between, again, the law and the uh, spirit today, the law and spirit today. Bill?
0: Excellent. And, uh Professor, your overview of today's lesson.
1: So this is like, like
3: Steve and Mike have both alluded to. This is really a follow-up from last week. So it's a continuation And it's Paul continuing to develop his thoughts around what it means to live in the spirit and walk in the spirit. And part of living in the spirit, we talked about it back when we talked about Acts 1-8. It is a spiritual discipline. It is what we like to call exercising your faith muscle, learning how to walk in the spirit. And this is actually, so I've got a little sentence here from one of our favorite books, we talk, we've talked about it before. I know Steve and I have, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. And this is where he's talking about the discipline of worship, but it applies across the board. And he says, like a child taking first steps, we are learning through success and failure, confident that we have a present teacher who through the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. In that way, we come to understand what Paul meant when he instructed us to walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And so it's a discipline of learning to walk in the spirit. And, and Steve's got some great points, and I'm really looking forward to talking about the flesh versus the spirit in this, because there, there is very much a, a, in a setup of opposing sides with each other and talking to each other and looking at how it works, because we our human nature is to walk according to the flesh. That's what we're supposed to do. That's how we're supposed to react. That's how we've been groomed, really has men to react to anything that's going on. But our scripture and our faith teaches us we're supposed to walk by the faith and walk in the spirit. And so that puts a very dichotomous opposition to each other in learning how to do that. And so that's really the setup for today's lesson to talk about.
0: Excellent. And uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and just read the scripture. We're in Romans. This is Romans 8, verses 5 through 11. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the minds on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, I have brought up this concept. Uh, Many times before, and I apologize for those of you that are returning uh, listeners, but I've always felt that we are each on an individual spiritual journey. And by doing so, we are recognizing that each of us are a spiritual being that are temporarily human whereas you look at the humanists out there all they have is the flesh and that's how they are guided they're directed by their fleshly impulses as opposed by being guard, uh, guided by the spiritual nature and the spirituality of life and i'm sure many of you out there that are listening to this know the difference no people maybe work with people <clears throat> that are guided by the flesh only and don't even acknowledge the spiritual side of life however not only are the people that are on this panel i know for a fact each of them are guided by the spirit and are deep people of faith but those of you that are listening, I have no doubt that you have that faith yearning as well. And I just feel that, you know, faith is in spite of knowing yet still believing. And even when I was a young kid on the pig farm, I knew that I was a spiritual being and if nothing else, I knew my life would be better because of my faith. Couldn't tell you back then why or how, but I just, I, I knew and I just believed. And with that, we'll go ahead and uh, go around the room and get some more, uh, some more reaction from the fellas and uh, start with Mr. Steve. Well,
2: I, you, you, laid it out perfectly bill this this idea that there was really no i no spiritual life that we basically was all flesh that's nothing new that was the general belief in rome at the time and the roman empire but but this this letter is going to the romans and Paul is throwing down the gauntlet. It's it's hard to tell because we're we're two thousand years re- removed, but there was a there, there was a movement at the time at its height called e- Epicureanism. Epicurus. Uh, these days, the connotation of an Epicurean is one of indulgence of, of hedonism. That is a bit of a simplification. The Romans. Believed if you were Epicurean, you essentially believed uh, the way to live was to derive the greatest amount of pleasure possible, and not necessarily physical pleasure or 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 sexual pleasure or eating pleasure, but kind of a both a, a contemplative, peaceful idea, and also even more so the avoidance of pain. Um, but th- central to this is that you you did this because there was no no reason not to um there was uh you you lived you died uh you epicureanism rejected immortality uh it believes in the soul but the soul is mortal and material just like the body it rejects the possibility of an afterlife um, but. Uh, death is nothing. Without sensation, it's just the end. And uh, the, the, the motto was, in, was in, I'll give you the English translation, the motto was, I was not, I was, I am not, I do not care. It sounds very much like uh, a modern way of thinking. This is a modern culture. Uh, lip service to gods. They, they, they did not deny the Romans gods. They, they they went along with it. They said basically said, but the Roman gods did not interfere. They had nothing to do with daily life of, of the average Roman citizen. And so uh, this is what Paul is, as I said, throwing down the gauntlet to. He's saying we are spiritual beings. We are not uh, tied to the flesh. And and taking this to more, more, more of our time, what the takeaway is, is that you continue down this road, whether you call it Epicureanism in the first century or secular humanism in the 21st, really it's your spiritual life, your life really turned over to the Holy Spirit or a self-absorbed life of hedonism, egoism, Materialism and ultimately narcissism.
0: Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up. We will be right back.
4: You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is pretty authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Facebook under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up.
0: And welcome back. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 176. We're going into this uh, discussion um, about living in the spirit. Uh, this is our lesson six of this particular study, and it's flesh uh, versus spirit. Go ahead and uh, we'll pick up get some comments uh, from Michael Cropper on this.
1: Yeah, Bill, the uh, things that I, I again, ask, and and we're looking at this, and how do we, we in fact, walk in the Holy Spirit? And and are we, as Christians, are we tempted to indulge in things of the flesh, as Steve mentioned? Uh, And, and by the way, Epicurean, I keep thinking when Steve mentioned that several things, I think of Rice Epicurean Market, and I I guess that's supposed to be related
0: (laughs) right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a market in Houston that's a, it's a, it's <laughs> that's a right. it's it, it was a big thing 10 or 10 to 20 years ago but uh, uh, uh the question is uh, we are always asking how do we how do we walk in the Holy Spirit and and, and why would we even need to walk in the Holy Spirit even as Christians uh, and my, my answer to that would be that that first of all these things that Steve told us about and the, the desires that we seek uh, uh, we sought to do before we were Christians and what we call the flesh are selfish desires. Before we have Christ living in us and the Holy Spirit living in us, we desire to do things that we ourselves, me, myself, I enjoy, period. I mean, whether it's eating too much ice cream, whether it's drinking a beer, whether it's uh, in the wrong context, as Steve mentioned, whether it's uh, uh, looking at, at Girly Magazine, before we have Christ, the Holy Spirit to guide us, you may only have one area that affects you tremendously, but generally you don't have all those areas. But but we see the result of those fleshly sins. We see death every day. We see murder. We see uh, le- women who are raped and uh, treated like they are they are nothing and given no respect. The result of walking in the flesh is still all around us. In fact, it has increased uh, since the day of Noah. I think Darwin said, you know, evolution is the way that man was created. And, and, and according to, to the, the law of evolution, man is supposed to be growing uh, what more righteous, more good, more kind, more everything you can think of in a better way. But we are not. You can look around us. You start Our country started out as, as a Christian nation and did just tremendous, tremendous things. We, we feed the world, we fed the world, we went out and preached the gospel all the way around the world. Now, as we grow and grow and grow, that part becomes less and less and less in our goals of our country. But uh, do we sin as Christians? Let's go back to the question. Yes, we can sin as Christians. So why would we sin if we are Christians and we have the Holy Spirit living in us to to guide us away from these desires, these fleshy desires and things that we like, uh, especially before we had Christ and had the Holy Spirit? Well, my answer to that, folks, is we live in the world. We are subjected to normal temptations. And through seeking Christ and having Christ in our lives and through the Holy Spirit, we have a new focus in our lives. We're not focusing on ourselves. We are focusing outside ourselves. And this no longer, we are no longer living for ourselves. We are living for our spouse, our children, our sons, our daughters. We are living for the other people at church. Uh, that's one of the, I think the reasons we are supposed to get together and, and, uh, uh, socialize and, and be part of assemble, assembly at churches that we might encourage each other and we might be stronger for each other and of course we certainly know that the men's group which Bill has talked about this group we are an encouragement I know that Steve and uh, Robert and Bill and Kyle who is not able to be with us they were an encouragement to me when I talked to them I look forward to visiting with them I look forward to talking to them and in fact sharing this experience with the pod- podcast. But anyway, that's that's some of my thoughts regarding the Holy Spirit and, uh, and the law of the flesh, which Paul deals with. Okay. Well,
0: excellent, Michael. And, you know, the thing about it is, uh, for me, uh, people that live uh, a life of the flesh uh, resent aging. And they look back at uh, their youth and the prior age with misty eyes and think of their glory days. Whereas I I see people, uh, the good people of faith uh, that they live in the spirit and it seems like their life builds. And as they age, they look forward to life, what life they have, Uh, with anticipation and it's it's as if they they build their life and like Steve was talking about earlier when we look at the secular society now people resent aging that's why they do so much plastic surgery and Botox and try to reverse what is happening to them naturally rather than accepting and growing up and being spiritual and accepting their role of being the grown up and going into being an elder statesperson and, and and looking at that and relishing in the fact that people are going to be looking to them for wisdom uh, instead, they they want to dress like they're still in high school and and still be a still be a juvenile. I would uh, agree with you, Bill, and,
3: and that's a good, good point because that's something has as we look at and as Steve said this this word flesh here. It's more than just the idea of going out and drinking and having sex and doing all of that. It's it's a egoistic narcissistic view of the world. And, you know, it, it, if you think about it as a guy, you know, so some, I, I actually had to go apologize to a coworker because I got an email from one of our upper managers going, Hey, where are we at with this training? And I replied back, Oh, I'm waiting for so-and-so to give me her feedback so I can get started so I can finish it up. And I was like, oh, crap, that didn't go right. Because it really <laughs> sounded like I was trying to throw her under the bus. <laughs> and right. I wasn't. I mean, that was just, a, oh, yeah, I've, yeah, we're working on it. I'm waiting on that feedback to keep going. And I actually went and said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I did not mean to do that. You know, there's probably a better way I could have said it. But the general reaction of most people is, oh, I'm not done with that yet because so-and-so has to give me their feedback so I can move forward with it. Right? Because right. It, mm-hmm. it's an egoistic I'm going to get on top by getting underneath, getting everybody else underneath me versus looking at it from a win-win perspective across the board. And it flies into the narcissism. And, you know, we did back when we did our Ten Commandments study, we discussed narcissism at length for good reasons, because living in the flesh is really living and looking at the world from a narcissistic view viewpoint and trying to get myself on top, no matter what the cost is to anybody else. And our culture today actually encourages that behavior, you know, and sets it up. You know, it's it's one of those, when my kids were growing up, I felt guilty as a parent because all my kids did listen was band, scouts and church stuff. And that's the only three things my kids did. And I felt guilty because you had the kids who were, well, they're on student council and they're in the French club and they're doing this and they're doing that. And then they do the volunteer thing, you know, and I'm like, yeah, my kids are going to be kids a little bit, but at the same time you're feeling guilty. And why were people doing that? Because they're trying to set their kids up to get on top of everybody else as they move forward. And we've driven that into our culture to such an extent that now we have literally done severe damage to our society at a point because it's viewed as a normal reaction to everything and not that being successful is bad, but it's what you do with that success after
1: you're successful. Well you know, the, Robert, the the uh, real quick, Steve just frankly. Right. I, I found myself looking at this much like you and Steve said and, and, and Bill too. We, if we're not careful, we believe the world revolves around us, right? I mean, literally, right, you right. have to fight that. I have, I think about my family, everybody, everything revolves around me, and that's narcissism. That's everything you said, uh, destructive. And and boy, oh boy, boy, that's even as a Christian, we get we have to be careful, we have to fight those those uh, those feelings. Anyway, go ahead, Steve. I'm well, sorry, that's to interrupt you. that's
2: a, I we're and that's the other other rather controversial aspect of being a christian christianity that nothing goes nothing moves forward without the holy spirit and i really liked what you brought up mike because you mentioned darwin and you mentioned in the context of really the idea of progressivism and i'm going to get myself into trouble and i'm going to Separate progressivism from politics for a minute, but uh, and, and, I'm say, and I'm going to sign, I'm going to go on and say, and say, and say, okay. Darwin, Darwin's, we'll dark, Darwin's, Darwin's <laughs> science is perfectly sound. Theory of evolution is perfectly sound and, and probably true. The, where It's kind of the opposite. Sometimes some Christians try to get the Bible Blended with, with evolution, and it creates all yeah. sorts of problems. Yeah. What progressives do is they apply Darwin to ethical systems, to well, human I, relationships,
1: yep. yeah. and, and that's right. Yep.
2: Even they debate: are we are we still on our reptilians? You know, aspect of this, but there's this idea <laughs> that humans could are going to get better. Right. And, and they can do yeah. it themselves through, and that's kind of the humanistic idea. And I mean, I would say, this is a David for another think Darwin, there are four major 19th century thinkers, all of whom had truth in their own way, but they undergird this idea. And that would be Darwin, Marx, Nietzsche, and Sigmund Freud. Yeah. But you look at all four together, hold up this idea that humanity by itself can better itself. And all we need to know is, is unlock some kind of secret, but give, show the 150 years we've been living with these philosophies, really we haven't gotten anywhere. And, and like you said, my, it's already, we've gotten worse. And yet that's right. And so really <laughs> at the end of the day, and I don't, I, and, and now here, I, am, I don't think you can legislate it. I don't think you can create it through the political process, but the only way we are go that the human race is going to get better is if enough of us turn ourselves over to the Holy spirit, which is, which is hard enough for Christians to do, but that's, that's really, that's, when it, when you come down to it, that's one of the other important messages of the Bible. Um, you know, the 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 way forward is through God and through through all well, through the Trinity, really through God, Jesus, and the Holy Holy Spirit.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, y'all wouldn't judge me if I said I had all four of their major books in my uh, library. <laughs> no, <which> no, <laughs>
2: I do. Too. No, no, you can't actually... study well, okay. it, but that's but, that's, but that's you're, actually but you're more right. so. More so, that's where now you know you're in youth. You see, to heck with rock music, rap, whatever. That's all those four thinkers steep modern academia today. Yep. No, and, 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 and that and, and they are been overwhelming. And 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 like you know, we're gonna get letters. Oh, I'm not going to argue of the of the contribution they made. To science, psychology, and philosophy, what I'm going to argue about is that that they do run directly in up. up they do they do hold up a secular vision of human well, uh, human there, development. H. E. and Marx, in particular, were were very
3: bad about pointing out the fact that that they thought we could fix humanity mm-hmm. by doing X. You know, and all we had to do was X, mm-hmm. and, and Marx even. Mm-hmm predicated that the idea to one of the big things you had to do to fix humanity, besides have the equal and get rid of the middle class and the proletariat war and all that, was you also had to get God completely out of mm-hmm. the system
2: mm-hmm.
3: and do that. And you end up with this, This that is the ultimate, the ultimate piece of if you walk totally by the flesh, because then you end up in a system where no one matters but you and what you want is all that matters. And that's where you get in trouble because then you have things like you look at the homeless guys downtown and you say, well, they're not really worth anything. Let's just round them up. I mean, seriously. That oh, you're, you're into Adolf,
0: eugenics. Adolf
2: ever I mean, followed that um, to me? I mean that's... The, no, that, the, progressive that's the, ultimate. the progressive movement's skeleton in the closet is eugenics. Mm-hmm. No question about it. That's that's the road it led directly down to. Now it pulled back, but it's it's there, and there's a hovering danger of that. You look... It's heartbreaking. Now, when, when you say... When you say we eradicated smallpox, that basically means we vaccinated it out. we we, we, we basically eliminated the virus. Um, if it's we eliminated the cause of it. Um, Iceland, the word they use is we eradicated Down syndrome. Oh. Did you find? You mean you found a way to, you know, no. <laughs> what they no. did was they killed every, they they aborted every fetus and killed every young baby yep. that had Down syndrome. That is what they defined. That's scary. That's scary. That basically says they ran they run <laughs> amniocentesis on every
3: mm-hmm. pregnant woman, and if she and, has indicators of Down syndrome, syndrome they, they have as a forced a, abortion
2: as a disease. So so we're there. We're there. Well. And, and,
3: and let, let's and Mike, let, let's start with contra- contrasting this with after we take our second break. Mm-hmm. Why don't we contrast this a little bit with the that's walk it. of the spirit and what it looks like? Because I think okay. as we do that, that really sets us up for, you know, th- th- that's the ultimate run from the humanist society. Where does it go when we go to the when we go to if we walk by the spirit or live in the spirit? Where does that take us to?
0: Excellent. And with that great idea, Robert, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is man up spiritual Oasis for men podcast. We will be right back.
4: You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up.
0: And welcome back, everybody. This is podcast number 176, Flesh versus Spirit. And uh, getting into uh, a little deeper discussion and uh, going to go... Br- Bring back in uh, the professor and let him continue on what he was talking about.
2: My hope he's we didn't lose him there. When <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, well, uh, Steve, uh,
2: the the author here writes: uh, Jesus described the Spirit as another helper, a paraclete, uh, an advocate. We've talked about who would dwell with us and and be in us. And this idea of dwelling. Uh, I liked again. It was it was one of my own mentors, John Apio, who said uh, the Holy Spirit isn't a renter. It isn't a tenant. It's the landlord. It's not a guest. It doesn't go home. It doesn't go home after a good weekend. It's there, and it's not only is it it, it's, it owns the house. So it you've got to give it access to everything in the house, even what's in the dark closets. You know you, that the, uh, and overcoming that shame because that's I think part of the living in the flesh. There, there comes shame with that, and that, you know and we're going off in a whole different direction. But let me let me reel it back because Robert's back on <laughs> back on the call. Uh, living in the spirit, it's it's this this idea of surrendering and really turning your life over and following its direction and. And lead
0: well, and you know, and I think that's a really good way to put it. As we get ready to wrap up this particular mm-hmm. lesson, give give, give Robert
2: his well, <laughs> and,
3: and and I'll come in real quick. But it, it is living in the spirit is all about, and and we have a whole lesson on this coming up. I want to encourage everyone to get ready for it because I am excited. I think it's towards the end on on the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, Under you know, those. And it is showing those in your life, you know, and how do you show that? Because the counter argument to humanism is Christianity because, you know, Bill talks about we go serve the homeless. You know, I, I, I was part of a group with Kyle that from our church that went. Five of us went and grabbed his mom's stuff, threw him in three trailers that our church owns that are being used right now to store his mom all his mom's stuff, because his mother has the misfortune of living in Lake Charles, where you too can get hit by two hurricanes in three weeks <laughs> right. and wiped out. We're the the Christian group the the cr- Christian men are the ones who go and do this. I would encourage everyone. There's a great book Dr. Jeremiah Johnston wrote called The World Without Christianity. It is a fantastic book. I would highly encourage everyone to read it because oftentimes you get the Marxist or the atheist guys that say, well, the church does all this bad stuff and did the church. Yeah, the church did some bad stuff. I'll be the first to admit it. But the church did a lot of good. In America, the church started the hospitals. Hospitals didn't exist except for the churches. The Catholics, you know, Memorial Herman Hospital here in Houston was started by the Baptist. <laughs> Saint right. Luke's was by the Saint Luke's was by the Episcopal Church. MD Anderson Methodist. Cancer Center, yeah, Methodist Hospital, uh, the Methodist, you know, right. but all of those hospitals in the world, most of the hospitals around the world, started his churches or we're started by churches. So right. the the counter juxtaposition to do it yourself is this living in the spirit where we're serving men and we're serving others and we're watching out for the needy and guess what we're taking care of the oppressed and we're shouting that that's not right for the oppressed to be oppressed.
0: You know Excellent. So, Bill? <laughs> Michael, Michael Cropper's final takeaways from you from this lesson.
1: Yeah, I want to go back to something again that Steve mentioned earlier. Um, and I, I believe also, Robert, in Galatians 5, we talk about the, and, and again, we talk about the flesh and what exactly is a flesh. Well, it's, it's, it's our carnal desires and uh, includes all sorts of feelings towards how great we are and how selfish we become. Or would be if we didn't have the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus Christ. Galatians 5:19 says that works of the flesh. And Steve named some of these: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry. Of course, worshiping someone other than the true God. Sorcery, enmity, or anger, or dissension with God. Strife, jealousy, fits of anger. And I, I must say, folks, it, it, the Bible does say you could be angry, but it tells you to sin not. So you have to be careful how how far you let this anger carry uh, within you. And uh, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, and uh, go on and on. Even envy, drunkenness, orgies, things like these. Paul talks about those. But the fruit of the Spirit, again, and the guys have mentioned this earlier, folks, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such things there, are, there is no law. Now, how do we apply that to our normal life? Uh, gosh, I, w- I was writing down some things that uh, I think would help if I could find those things. Uh, first of all, stop focusing on yourself. Especially if you're a Christian, stop focusing on yourself. Start focusing on your family. Start focusing on your children. At work, uh, as Robert mentioned, do not say things or do things that would that would place somebody in the target area. Uh, in other words, do not sacrifice someone else for your own good to make yourself look good. Uh, go the extra step to make your fellow workers feel pres- appreciated, tell them thank you. Open the door for them, folks. Very, very simple things, but, and, and smile more also if you don't do that already. Be courteous when you're driving. These are just little practical things. And I think as men, we should be the first ones to do these things, not expect our wives to do them and other people to do them and our children. But we should lead the, uh, the charge in doing that. And also very practical. Again, read the Bible, pray, direct your thoughts toward God. And, and sincerely, you know, if you ask God to show you what to do, if you ask him to lead you,
0: he will. Bill, excellent. Uh, Steve, Titch, some takeaways.
2: Not much to add, other than um, maybe to wrap things up. We talked a lot about about uh, dangers of the flesh. Again, it's very easy to say, "Well, sex is bad, eating too much is bad, uh, drinking too much is bad." I, I, it's don't get too locked up in that. I think. We know we know sex was created for pleasure in its proper place uh, the f- fruits of the earth the farmers <laughs> bill yeah uh they they, <laughs> they were that those are those are the work that work the earth and provide those gifts from god uh there's there's a blessing in preparing a a nice dinner for your family or even per, for yourself Absolutely. uh and so uh, and and God made things taste good. God gave us chocolate, <laughs> and, right. um, and it, but so 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 do not and brisket <laughs> yes on that, um, and and mesquite right. smoke. <laughs> and so right. uh, so you know don't don't just the Christian life is when, when Paul talks about the uh, life you know avoiding avoiding the, the dangers of flesh. He's not advocating asceticism he's uh advocating of course moderations and 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 the gifts of God in their proper place uh, th- but always beware of putting those ahead or, or making those the point of existence uh, that they're not the only things uh, the material world is not the entire story it's a very small part of one and um, the the more the more I've gotten into my faith, the more I've understood
0: that. And professor, a takeaway uh, from this lesson from you.
3: Yeah, just it, it really is, as Steve said, it's really about moderation when you're looking at the things of the world. And by the way, I'm just going to I'm going to chime in because some of us want to make one sin greater than the other sins. We we love to talk about um, how bad sex is but we'll forget overeating quite frequently, right? You know, and and I'm saying that as a guy who, you know, has, has you probably figured out, <laughs> I kind of like my brisket <laughs> and my smoked meats, yeah. Um, yeah. But they're all equal before God, and I think knowing that. But then, more importantly than that, I think part of the the biggest part of learning to live to live in the spirit or walk in the spirit, as Paul says is to recognize that we have to do that and to take the concrete steps that we need to every day to walk in the spirit. And that's what the hard part is, is doing that.
0: Excellent. And the only thing that I would want to add is that it's, and it just seems to me, but fleshly things seem to become old but spiritual things increasingly become bold. (laughs)
3: Um, I I do want uh, to just very briefly mention two real quick things. Number one, um, the Houston fire department suffered the first ever um, loss of an arson investigator in the line of duty. He was actually shot there. Basically police guys that go investigate fires and he was shot and a little bit of a man up connection. We interviewed the chaplain for the Houston Fire Department, it's, um, one of our Men Matters interviews. And if you really want a sense for what the fire department feels and knows, go listen to that. But I just want to ask our listeners to really pray for the Houston Fire Department, because this is like the third or fourth uh, fireman they've lost this year. Uh, they lost two to COVID, this one. And I think they had another one die in a fire. And so they, they've had a rough go this year, you know, and then of course, if you're following the news, you know, the city of Houston lost a police officer yesterday too. And Bobby actually gets involved in some of those as well. So.
1: Hey Robert, may may I ask you something right? Yes. Bill or Steve also comment. uh, Some of the things that you guys, the blogs and the, the, uh, for instance, the interview, like you said, Robert, how do I find that if I go to the website? Ah, Just in, if, some, if, in case somebody you, doesn't know.
3: If you go to the website, that's a great question,
1: Mike. <laughs> um,
3: so okay. first of all, we usually post them on our social media feeds. Uh, on Twitter, Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Facebook, Man Up Sugarland, I believe is the right one there. Um, okay. But if you go on our website, it, there's a link that directly It's an RSS feed. Technically, that means there's a little section of our SoundCloud website in there. And okay. you can, through all of our podcasts Podcast. on the website itself, and so okay. you can find them there.
0: Thank you, they are in the list. excellent. And Sorry about that because I did not, forget to not mention. a problem at all. And this is a, a place for men to be awesome. Podcast number 176. So, on behalf of uh, producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, This is the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, and this is a a No Church Answers Tour. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or even Pray.com, we appreciate that. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page, which is at man-up, or our website, which is uh, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com, and post it there. Uh, Just want to mention that if you're still in quarantine, like we are, and unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarline Baptist Church streaming service. It's a traditional Baptist service on slbc.org and starts Sunday at 945. And when the quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and we encourage you to find a small group abf adult bible fellowship or sunday school class that you can join and have small group discussions like what we have here and find one that is men only and if there isn't one start one this is man up you've been listening to man up Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men.
1: If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You
0: can contact us on Facebook under Man Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.